Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Danielle. And you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Where we take everything super seriously at all times, always. We couldn't always. even make it past the countdown. I know. I, you just said three weird, so I laughed. <laughs> I was just excited. I was like, fuck yeah. Three. So. That's the highlight of my day is counting to three with, with Danielle. That's it. We know our, I was going to say our ABCs, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we know those too, oh. but like, God, man. <laughs> Danielle needs up, a nap. I'm, I'm, I didn't sleep last night and I've had like an hour nap today. So I'm, I'm it's going slowly well. dying. But oh, I guess we should, uh, we should apologize for not being here last week. Yeah, I literally died. Like I Danielle was like, died. so sick. And then I reanimated her corpse so that we could continue the podcast. Yeah. So this is like Danielle 2.0. A lot less bitchy. And just more tired. Mostly just tired. (laughs) But yeah, we're sorry. We missed technically the last episode of Spooktober, technically. But that's fine. We're back. Yeah. It's always Spooktober here. Yeah. Danielle got really sick. And literally with a baby, you can't do anything. Like, it it just fucking sucks. But I got, I got, I got my COVID test and I wasn't, wasn't COVID. I just, just don't, I want to know down. how it happened. Like, well, you don't, don't go hands. anywhere. <laughs> and I'm still, like, I'm still, like, stuffed up. My doctor just said that my body, I've done too much, so my body's, like, just shutting down and, like... Just literally little, dying? Yeah, I took, I went on a walk with River on the Friday, which was, like, the coldest day that we've had so far. And she's like, you might have caught something when you're out, and then because it was cold, your body just reacted to it very weird, and you got, ended up getting sick. But it's just weird, because no one else really got sick. Like, it's not, like, no a one cold... Did. No one did. So yeah. I, just literally my body is like shutting down because it's just so good and not healthy anymore. This sounds like an ad for birth control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys. I'm so exhausted that my body's rejecting itself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. <laughs> no, we're kidding. We love River very much. It's just funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Danielle was dead and that's why we weren't here last week. Uh, we apologize, but we're back, so it's fine. Everybody's fine. Um, for those who did not see the post, I was on my friend Tim's podcast, uh, a little raunchy. Uh, he so sometimes I forget. I, th- I do this with you sometimes too. I forget that other people listen to the conversation. Yeah, and I definitely just like spilled with Tim, and I was like, you know, I probably shouldn't have said half of what I said. So. <laughs> Maybe don't listen to it, but also listen to it. But also, no, it was really, really funny. I literally laughed the whole time. Uh, His podcast is tagged in our second most recent post because there will be an episode post at this point. So, yeah, just go find it. Click on it. Listen if you want. It's fucking funny. It was Halloween, so there you go. Yeah. (laughs) There, we made up for me being sick. Yeah. (laughs) And that's it. That's the highlight of our days is Danielle died. Uh, That's it. I got Dairy Queen today. That's about it. Oh fuck yeah! I don't know what I'm getting for dinner, but I want something good for dinner. That's all I know. Get sushi. I'm gonna eat junk food. Uh, I had like a sushi bowl for lunch. Oh, yeah, you being healthy. I made shit. the I made that like TikTok bowl with, but instead of salmon, I used tuna. Ew! <laughs> oh my god, I like love canned, tuna. Like like real tuna or like canned tuna. Like like canned tuna okay so okay i'm gonna go back to the ew <laughs> that i was gonna say i mix it with spicy mayo <laughs> danielle looks disgusted with me it was delicious Joe's <laughs> 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 gonna yak up her dq should we just get sea. into it oh what's that it's chicken of the sea <laughs> 
<laughs> I make that reference so much. Is this chicken that I'm eating? eating. Um, so I guess we should explain what we're doing this episode. We're doing a swapsies. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about doing one for a while just because it's fucking fun. So we're like, let's do it. So I'm covering something spooky this week. And Danielle is going to kill someone this week. Yep. <laughs> like, not literally, like, figuratively. Figuratively, of course. Of course. And this that's is what me we chomping meant. on my Dairy Queen. <laughs> yet, so. <laughs> so I was explaining to Tim, like, our, our sort of podcast style, because his episodes are typically more structured, whereas, like, the one I did with him was like this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, we're just sort of a mess. We don't really edit. Mm-hmm. We just kind of go for it and for some reason people still listen that's yeah. that's our pitch <laughs> it's like the most fun like i feel i honestly and <laughs> not editing has been like the best thing that's ever happened to me and like we're fucking funny so it works yeah it's fine <laughs> we don't even need a blooper reel because we just leave the bloopers in yeah <laughs> i don't fix anything anymore i'm sorry i don't know if you've listened to any episodes but like i leave a lot of our stuff in like like i'll like sneeze or something and i'm like eh that's yeah. fine we, yeah. it happens <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know that you left my fucking singing in every episode because i hate the sound of my own voice so i rarely listen to our own podcast yeah. but i was talking to hannah i went and got tattooed uh last weekend and she like sang the song and i was like wait does danielle leave that in and she's like oh yeah and i was like oh god yeah oh, fuck. <laughs> because like it, can't, it doesn't it blends into the next conversation so i'm like i can't like take it out because people be like what the fuck <laughs> Uh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. um, you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's just get spooky. Let's get spooky. It's so, so weird excited. saying that for me. Um, so I am super duper excited to talk about this one. Um, not just because it's like the role reversal and I love it, but because I've actually been to this haunted house oh, and fuck, I experienced really? some spooky things firsthand, uh, is one of my favorite memories. I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast, but I'm going to get into like the backstory of the house and everything so um so today i'm talking about the historic stranahan house museum in fort lauderdale florida uh Ooh. so i went to florida in 2014 um, at the ripe old age of eight yeah i have fucking strep throat in florida and let me tell you i probably complained about this before it was fucking 400 dollars to get strep throat yeah, in florida you guys healthcare is trash bro they they like they, I had to pay for my prescription, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, you we don't, what? we don't do that where I come from." Like, <laughs> this doesn't happen to me. All the way in Canada land, we don't do that. No, uh, thank that's God like for Maddie. travel insurance. Like, Maddie yeah, in the states that's like banana. Isn't it like up to the employer too? To yeah, extent? or do you get like an auto six weeks or whatever? I don't know what it. I think it's up to the employer. Some people get six, some people get twelve, and then they use vacation days. Guys, I don't have. I didn't use. Well, I did use some vacation days. But my mat leaves a full fucking year. And yeah. it's paid. The whole thing is paid. And you can extend it to 18 months if you want, but then the, like, paychecks change. So, like... It's the like same amount you'd get in a year. They just could you it. Could you imagine going back after, like, six weeks? Like, I don't think you were no. up and walking in six weeks. No, look, look at <sighs> me now when he's four months next, <laughs> month, next week. I don't mean to laugh, but it's just like, wow. I don't know it, how you guys do it. America hates women. It does. Um... <laughs> Well, we're already i'm like one sentence in and we've just fucking went on a tangent um so yeah i went to florida 2014 got very sick um but i went on the tour that they host Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go through the history of the house uh the hauntings and some of what i experienced while i was there uh i might have these might be repeat stories if you've listened to every episode but like just let me have it because i really wanted to talk about it um 
also zero percent sponsored uh i just really enjoy the tour and i'm pretty sure it's still a thing so if you have the means to fucking go to fort lauderdale at this present time uh go do it it's really fun it ends in like a boat tour at sunset which is fucking wonderful you see um, like alligators and crocodiles no i was mm. so upset i saw iguanas and geckos and Boring. parrots but Boring. no fucking gators like why did i even go to florida right. um so the stranahan house uh which is number seven on cnbc's most haunted houses Don't in america <laughs> I left that fact in there just for you. Thank you. Um, so it was one of several homes built between 1893 and 1906 along the New River in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, by a man named Frank Stranahan. Uh, so the house is a wood frame with like really wide porches and a really pretty view of the New River. It literally backs onto the river. I love um, it was restored by the Fort Lauderdale Historical Society and the Fort Lauderdale Board of Realtors and opened to the public as like a, a historic museum in 1984. Uh, I already said that. It backs onto the river. Um, so because of its pristine location, its beautiful views and stuff, people started to like move into the other homes that were built at that time and it started spawning new businesses. So Frank, who built the home, opened a trading post, a post office, a bank, and eventually a hotel. Uh, he made bank off of all of this and he became sort of like the face of the little town. Oh, so he's like a rich bitch now? Yeah, he it was very much so. He owned almost all of the land in the area, but he wasn't like a mayor or anything. He was just sort of like the poster boy i guess i don't know um he married a local school teacher named ivy cromarty and built her a new home on the river in 1906 dubbing it the stranahan house uh it's the oldest building still standing in broward county fun fact of the day um so all the other houses are gone except this one basically uh there's, there's a fucking yeah. like cheesecake factory right beside it now <laughs> really yeah i was really excited to go to cheesecake factory and now like, it's in canada so it's like, like hauntings cool. and cheesecake down that was literally our day we went and did the tour and then we went and got pasta and cheesecake <laughs> i love that i don't like cheesecake but i like would still go it was really it was really like obscene like we should have shared a slice um yeah fucking cheesecake factory uh so frank and <laughs> ivy were called fort lauderdale's first family and everyone sort of like looked up to them in the town uh they were riding on a high for several years until 1929 when the great depression and a fucking hurricane hit the stranahans and they lost just about everything on june 23rd 1929 frank committed suicide by strapping an iron gate to his ankle and throwing himself into the river um, so on the tour, they take you to the spot he allegedly jumped from. Uh, so they, they take you to it both on the ground and in the boat because, like, some people allege you could only see it from the water kind of thing. Okay. Um, so they – it's kind of uh, – he's, like, stuck in it kind of thing. Like, he just repeatedly jumps into the – I didn't see shit, but that's so the story. So he's, like, in a loop pretty much yeah exactly um i did get kind of like shivers when we were standing like on the edge of the river but i don't know if that's cause, just because they're like really good storytellers um You're like i'm, I'm gonna go with cold probably <laughs> um i also did have strep throat and was probably fevery um, <laughs> uh, so wow that kind of negates like all of my experiences because i was like my fever was so bad i was hallucinating in the condo so like maybe i was hallucinating on this whole fucking tour we're joking this place is not haunted <laughs> Holly's just fucking high. I just made the whole thing up. <laughs> 
Um, so it's said that Frank and Ivy still haunt the halls of their home to this day, but they're not the only one. So during Ivy's time in what's now known as Fort Lauderdale, uh, she taught a single room of students for $48 a month and Jesus loved it. <laughs> Literally, what did you do with that? Like, like <laughs> that's not even my phone bill. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't even know what I could do with $48. Sushi. <laughs> like, yeah, but like two rolls. <laughs> like nothing good. Uh, no, it's but apparently she was rich back then. With um, 48 fucking dollars. Okay. Can you imagine? <laughs> that means I'm loaded. Um <laughs> So You're when the she... next Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, her and Pete Davidson is the funniest thing. I needed it so bad. <laughs> I honestly wasn't paying attention to it. I saw it like on Instagram, but I have to go more into it. I have no it, idea. They've been spotted about. together twice and one time they were holding hands. <laughs> How does he get with all these women? I don't know, but at this point, I want to fuck Pete Davidson. Like, like something must be good there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably below the belt. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we keep doing this. We do. Um, that's fine. Where am I? I lost my spot now. Oh, yeah. So she, uh, she married Frank, and then she gave up her teaching career to become a devoted housewife. Um, after Frank's passing, she had to make ends meet. So she started by renting out rooms of the home, and then she eventually rented out the entire lo- lower level of the home to become a restaurant. Uh, she started teaching again and worked closely with the indigenous Seminole people. Uh, she worked as a liaison between the government and the Seminole tribe when the expansion of Fort Lauderdale forced them into reservations. So she helped make the process smooth and she gained a lot of respect with, uh, from the indigenous communities there. Okay. Um, so shortly after Frank's death, a young Seminole girl came to visit Ivy, but she collapsed in the doorway and died with no apparent cause. Uh, if I remember right, she was like like really young like between five and seven um and i'm certain dropped yeah for no reason um i'm like 99.99 percent sure i've shared this story before but on the tour they give you the metal wand things that Mm. like spit in your hands uh so i stood in the doorway to see if anything would happen and the the wand things were like spinning in full circles but they were like really slow circles um you're like is it my tremors or yeah is it my fever uh so i stepped like out of the doorway and it stopped and honestly i didn't want to go back in to try it so we just went into another room i literally was like i'm not going back in that doorway that's that's enough for me you're such a baby (laughs) danielle's like i'm sitting there until something shows me its face yeah um hold on do we still have the video of you running away from the mirror (laughs) yeah we do (laughs) shut up uh so after this tragedy ivy's younger sister pink uh <laughs> i don't pink um i, I was trying it. to see if that was like a nickname oh my God, or something they go, like all like colors do they name their children all colors? oh maybe i only know uh so their their brother is albert but maybe all oh, the girls the <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love the color albert um <laughs> but i tried to see if it was like a nickname but her name is literally like pink elizabeth something something like it's her name uh, okay so Pink moved in with Ivy. Uh, she was seven months pregnant and wanted to stay with Ivy for the remainder of her pregnancy because her husband was away on a, quote, business trip. Um, mm. Pink had suffered miscarriages in the past, and she was very excited to have made it to that point in the pregnancy. Uh, but unfortunately, she received news that her husband had been having an affair, and the stress of the heartbreak triggered premature labor that took the life of both no. the infant and Pink. 
um so after it's really sad and it gets it gets sadder i'm sorry i should warning it's sad um ivy's brother albert moved in after that and he too died pretty much within weeks of moving in his house Uh, is fucking cursed (laughs) yep he had contracted tuberculosis at a party and did not survive. Uh, it's really funny how they describe Albert. They're like, he's promiscuous and had a way with women. Um, and then he got tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> what was that word? I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, words English are hard. Jesus. Uh, so Ivy's father, Augustus, moved into the home while suffering an illness. Uh, he needed care, but he died in the guest room right after moving in. I'm sure I'm he pretty sure it was did. within days. Um, so it's said that every ma- member of the family, including the stillborn child, still live in the home to this day. Um, Ivy herself passed away in 1971 at the f- age of fucking 90. And uh, she, too, joined her family on the other side. So the ghost of Frank Stranahan, uh, like I said, has been seen sort of reliving his suicide along the shore of the river. People have reported seeing a man jumping into the river with something strapped to his foot. He also appears inside the house and he's described as being a, quote, pleasant spirit. Uh, But he's apparently not a fan of the homeless community and will bang on the windows if he sees someone sleeping on his porch. Um, That's rude. That's very rude. Uh, First of all, you're not even using the porch. Right. Um, Ivy is said to be a very kind spirit. Uh, They describe her as being a gentle present. And she tends to appear when she thinks someone is like in need of help. So uh, staff have reported feeling a presence, smelling perfume, and even feeling like a cold hand on their shoulder while they're doing like not difficult tasks but like things like climbing a ladder going up on the roof and stuff that's when she tends to appear because she wants See, like, to like help like but that's like the worst timing because what if you scare them yeah, off the and then they fall off the roof like, like holy shit <laughs> i broke my leg like, oh she must feel awful when that happens she's just like shit um, not again so- <laughs> another one there's just like 12 other ghosts at this point now like damn it ivy (laughs) um a group of ghost hunters reported catching the young seminole girl on an evp and said she was very friendly and willing to talk to them uh she's also been recorded singing and chanting on various occasions the staff say she has stolen candy from the front desk many times and they find it in piles in the attic because she can't eat it in the afterlife so she steals it and like hides so it upstairs probably, like trying to eat it and she's like what the fuck is this i just want some candy um the ghost of pink and her baby stay in the parlor of the stranahan house um they have it set up like a nursery like there's a little bassinet in there and everything Aww. and it's it's really eerie it was like it was the one room that stood out to me because it was just like chill like it yeah. felt really calm like the whole time i was like really really nervous and also dying of strep throat but for some reason in that room we both just got like really quiet and we were like Ooh. like it just felt i don't know soft just like a weird like presence yeah um so visitors and investigators have reported two distinct floating orbs of light in that run that one room uh one investigator alleges he got pink on his evp saying she wanted her husband to be arrested for her death uh which i mean technically not a crime but i'm with her like charge the bastard let's do it even though he's Um, dead but like let's do it Uh, so they they don't show like they don't materialize as like full figures but you could see their orbs in that room yeah um ivy's brother albert is also said 
or no, not, not also. Let me try that again. Ivy's brother, Albert, is said to be the troublemaker of the house. Uh, so he likes to knock things over and move stuff around on the staff. Uh, and apparently he loves annoying them. Uh, he yells at people all the time <laughs> and he likes to mess with the visitors that come to the home. So like I said, he was kind of a horn dog when he was alive. So he likes to warm the room up for women so that they like take their sweaters off and stuff while they're in the room. That's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> but if there's like a lot of men in the room, they'll make it like extra cold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, he's said to be quote flirtatious with the female visitors. Uh, like he likes to touch them and like he shows himself mostly to young women. Uh, so pervert. he's he's still a horn dog. He's still a horn dog. <laughs> um Augustus's ghost, so the the father, he's described as grumpy and he is blamed for knocking books over, cold temperatures in the gift shop area, which was his bedroom during his stay, and like his son, he loves to move things around on the staff. Uh so like if someone's about to start sweeping the floor, they'll mm-hmm. they'll like take the broom into another room kind of thing. Um See, I like Augustus. <laughs> <laughs> he's chill. He's not a, he's not a complete asshole. Um so because the house isn't haunted enough on his own, uh, the surrounding area is said to have many residents from the uh, beyond the grave. So as I mentioned, the tour takes you on a sunset cruise and it sort of goes over some of the tragic deaths of the other spooky residents of that part of town. Um, I don't think the boat part still exists because I couldn't find anything other than a TripAdvisor review from like 2013. Um, it but- was my <laughs> review. Holly's just like, it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> literally um so they were hosted by a man named sea dog and that's like <laughs> the most i remember from uh, why from the company i'm like picturing like dog the bounty hunter doing this tour oh my god no he kind of looked like your typical typical florida man and he definitely wore like a captain's hat <laughs> like a <laughs> you know the like white one with yeah um so he covers the stories of shirt tail charlie who is a seminal man who lived in the reservation close to the stranahan house so the legend says that charlie tommy murdered his wife and was banished from the reservation as a result uh he wandered the streets of fort lauderdale wearing what the white folks thought was a dress but was actually a traditional seminal shirt so they like made fun of him be like ah he's wearing a dress but it was actually just his traditional clothing um So this is where he got the name Shirttail Charlie. Uh, He was quite a character and made the people of Fort Lauderdale laugh with his antics. Um, So he began drinking heavily. And at first it was funny. Like he would do like tricks on the street and whatnot. But then it became like obviously problematic. Um, Charlie was found dead one day face down in the puddle on the street. He he drowned in a puddle. Was Um, he just like drunk or did someone kill him? I'm pretty sure he was just drunk and fell into a puddle. And, that's how and died. That's the way I'd go. <laughs> I mean, at least you're drunk and happy, right? Like, like right? It could be worse. Um, so it said his ghost still walks the streets to this day. Um, so a little bit of fact checking here. Frank and Ivy Stranahan were actually quite close with Charlie because of Ivy's work with the Seminole people. Uh, they claim he did not murder his wife and that she died of natural causes and frank was actually the one to bury her for charlie um so he confirmed the story that he was not in fact a murderer um and in their version of events the grief is what drove charlie to drink uh he buried the body like i don't why why would he bury the body because he was like the not the mayor but like the the town guy you know he's like the the town guy guy. (laughs) he does everything apparently uh like they weren't allowed to bury her on the reserve or something. So 
Charlie like helped him bury him or bury her story like in the town or something along. I read the story and I'm, I don't remember it, but it was something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so either way, the townsfolk loved their local drunk so much they named a street after him. Yeah. And years later, a bar opened up called Shirt Tail Charlie's. Um, I think it closed recently due to the pandemic. I couldn't really tell. Um, but the, the boat tour also discusses the killing of the Cooley family in 1863. Uh, the Cooley family were uh, settlers in the New River Settlement, which is now known as Fort Lauderdale. They arrived shortly after Frank Stranahan. Um, at this time, around 60 people had moved into the settlement, and the indigenous people were less than pleased with the situation. Um, <laughs> I don't remember writing this. I am not Danielle, and I am not the best at connecting history, so I'm a little confused as to why the Stranahan trading post slash settlement was cool but this one just up the river was like not cool but it was very not cool with the seminole people that they like moved north up the river okay um so william cooley who was the head of the family got into the produ- production i'm gonna this word is really funny um got into the production of coonty <laughs> which is a it's c-o-o-n-t-i-e and what what is that? <laughs> so it's a starch made from the arrowroot oh, plant. It's not what um, I'm thinking about. I, no, not me either. I was convinced it was a typo. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he built a processing plant on the river and sold the starch throughout Florida. Uh, he became fairly wealthy and built a plantation along the river for his family. Uh, in the early 1830s, the relationship between the settlers and the Seminoles completely dissolved when a group of settlers murdered Creek Chief Alibama. Ali, I think that's it. Um, William was acting as justice of the peace in North Monroe County. So he ordered that the murderers be arrested and sent to Key West for a trial. Um, unfortunately, because white America, the court dropped the charges unexpectedly. What? And the Seminole people were pissed and blamed William for this. So William actually had nothing to do with it. Like he wanted these guys prosecuted. Yeah. But because he was the justice of the peace, they just automatically assumed that he was the reason that happened yeah um so they retaliated by ambushing troops as they headed to ocala florida to de-escalate another group of seminal people who were protesting the settlers um so it's just a mess at this time everybody's fighting no one's happy i was like what like this is fucking there's like right now yeah several different like little mini battles going on um so this spawned what was known as the second seminal war william had no idea about this attack um because news traveled very slow in the 1800s uh so he left his home early on the morning of january 6 1863 to enjoy a hunting trip with some of his pals uh was with most of the men in the the little settlement gone the seminal took this opportunity to retaliate against william uh they attacked his home killing his wife his children and the children's tutor um as a result the the, the tutor was just wrong place wrong time man like if he wasn't in the house he would have been good or she i think she um so as a result of, of what's now known as the Cooley Massacre, the surviving settlers moved 25 miles north until the land was reclaimed by Major William Lauderdale, henceforth becoming Fort Lauderdale. Uh, so the Cooley family is said to haunt the shores of New River. Uh, you could apparently see them along the shoreline uh, when you're so on the boat. I didn't see anything on the boat and I was kind of bummed, but like it was still really pretty either yeah. way. Um, so there were tether, tether. There were tons of other ghosties mentioned, but I couldn't find any of their stories online. Uh, so if the tour is still up and running, highly recommend doing it because there's like a million other ghosties that I couldn't find information for. I was like, end. holy shit, this place is fucked. Yeah. So not only is the Stranahan house haunted, but the yeah. entire river is apparently haunted. 
And like, there's probably a lot of people that died in that river too. Yeah, a lot of them were suicides. Um, a lot of them were, they were like on their way to settle in the area and their boat sank kind of thing. Alligator. I'm pretty sure if I, one of them was like a criminal or something and he had like a really cool, like he had just robbed a bank type story and like didn't mean to jump in the river but accidentally did and then died. I, this is why I didn't look into it because I couldn't remember the full stories, but it was really, really cool. I really liked it. 10 out of 10 recommend going if you're in Fort Lauderdale. That is amazing. You did such a good job with the history. Thank I'm so you. proud of you. I really wanted to do like the history of this one, mostly because I forgot it. Yeah. Um, you're like, this is a refresher just... for me too. Yeah. No, it was cool. It was fun. I liked doing it. That was cuckoo bananas cuckoo bananas <laughs> now we have to go to fort lauderdale because now i want to go i would love to go back like all jokes aside about florida fort lauderdale was fucking wonderful everyone was so nice everywhere we went they didn't say like goodbye or thank you they just say god bless you and i was like oh, i don't believe in god but that's that's awful nice of you like <laughs> i'd be like zoom tight <laughs> but everybody like we'd go for walks in the morning and everyone would say good morning and we're like what <laughs> like where am i so Fort Lauderdale is apparently the really nice p- part of Florida. It was lovely. And I saw manatees. So fuck yeah, Florida. That's amazing. Fuck yeah, Florida. <laughs> I would love to go back, though, if you would like to do that. Hell yeah. Florida's on the bucket list because they're just... It's just, just one of fucked. those... Yeah, that's what... It's like <gasps> one of those that you have to go just to see for yourself. We should Y'all dress like Florida people when we go. Like How we should get like, like Florida people. Hear me out. Denim shorts where like one leg is the American flag. <laughs> And then, like, a neon crop top of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> no bra. No bra. Wait, do they wear Crocs? I feel like, yeah, they wear I Crocs. I feel like Crocs would be a Absolutely. Uh, what else? Like a bucket hat? No, bucket hat seems touristy. Maybe, like, a straw hat. A good yeah. straw hat. <laughs> Maybe We're we should knock it. some of our teeth out. Uh, no, I'm trying to fix mine, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not that committed. <laughs> okay, do you want to get in some murder? Let's do get it. With some murder. Okay, um, we're going to talk about the murder of Mindy Schloss. Yeah, so Mindy was born on July 16th, 1955 in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, she grew up in Santa uh, Cruz, but left for Seattle in like her early 20s. Um, after Mindy's parents passed away, Mindy moved up to Anchorage, Alaska with her then boyfriend, Ooh. Robert, yeah, right, goals, Robert Conaway. See, I want to move up, like, not Alaska, because I don't want to live in the States. I'm sorry. But, like, let's go to, What's like, one the of Yukon. our territories? The Is that The Yukon's a territory? Yeah. You don't know? Yeah. We have three territories, Holly. We do. I know one is none of it. Yukon. One is in Northwest Territories, and the other is Yukon. There, there we go. We go. <laughs> Watch it not be Yukon at all. That's totally wrong. <laughs> I don't know why, but the name Yukon just sounds American, so I always just think it's the one that's yeah. america do you remember that show <laughs> what was it called yvonne of the yukon yeah i didn't watch it but riley liked it, it was so stupid <laughs> it was so stupid um so yeah so they moved up to anchorage alaska um mindy and robert dated off and on throughout the years i believe they met when mindy was like in her early 20s in seattle um so while in alaska mindy earned her bachelor's degree in nursing from the university of alaska anchorage but she was just one of those people who's like constantly learning and challenging themselves she also got her master's degree in public health from john hopkins and her psychiatric nurse practitioner degree from the university yeah the university of new york stony brook so i believe she did that before they went to 
um alaska could not be me no i could not do that that's my sister <laughs> i was just gonna say she sounds like emma a little bit yeah so as i said mindy was like very dedicated to her job and was mainly focusing on psychiatric care at that point um she and while working she ended up meeting kathy hodges in fairbanks and the two just like clicked um, I, so again, I believe they worked in the same hospital, but they immediately became best friends. Kathy said Mindy was very a very spiritual person and seeked that after her parents passed away. So that's kind of why she went to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, Mindy was living in Anchorage, but working in a hospital in Fairbanks. So she would fly out to Fairbanks for the week and then fly home on the weekend <laughs> to Anchorage. Holy yeah, shit. She's hella dedicated. Well, was. Not I. I don't even like my 15 minute commute. Right. You're like, this is too much for me. I miss I working from home. <laughs> um, so on August 6, 2007, wow, 2007, <laughs> Mindy didn't show up to work. So she never called in. No one heard from her, which was not like Mindy at all. Um, her friend Kathy called her and again, no answer. So Kathy at the time said Mindy loved to go like blueberry picking. So she thought like her Aww. friend, yeah, just happened to like fall and like break her leg or something. And like, that's the worst part about these stories is like, you have this gut feeling that something is wrong, but yeah. your brain makes up something. Like it could be like the it's most like, ridiculous. It's not that bad. Yeah. Like, it's like the most yeah. ridiculous scenario. Like she's going just... blueberry picking and broke her leg. You made me like her so much and I know what's coming and I'm just sad already yeah i'm sorry she just seems like a she fucking is a dedicated nurse who likes blueberry picking like yeah. leave her alone right and she's at this point she's 52 years old oh shut up I, yeah. oh <laughs> so you she's, make me cry this episode i'm sorry this 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 is going to piss you the fuck off this Aww. case yeah uh so kathy reported mindy missing to the anchorage police department uh, so the police went to Mindy's home and did a wellness check and found nothing. Uh, Mindy wasn't there and the house was locked, but so they didn't have permission to go in. Um, so they couldn't do much past that at that point. So the police told Kathy that and Kathy told her boss that she was booking the next flight out to Anchorage. Um, there was something that wasn't sitting right with her. She needed to find Mindy, she said. So Kathy went. On August 7th, 2007, so the day after Mindy w- didn't show up to work, uh, the police department got a search warrant for Mindy's house. The detective working on this case was Pam Paranold. I'm sorry for pronouncing your last name wrong, so I'm just gonna call you Pam. <laughs> so when they went to the home, uh, they didn't find anything weird. Like, it didn't look like it was robbed or anything like that. Um, even the neighborhood was usually a pretty quiet neighborhood. Uh, so Detective Pam was involved in the search warrant. Um, and uh, when she met with, like, Mindy's other friend, Jerry Get. So Jerry advised Pam of some, like, weird things that were out of place that maybe the police wouldn't notice that was, like, in the home. So I guess they mm-hmm. let Jerry in. Um, so Jerry said when Mindy flies out to Fairbanks for work, Mindy leaves her car at home and takes a cab to the airport. But the car was missing. Um, yeah. Jerry also said the house looked weird. Like, it wasn't how Mindy left it. Like, how Mindy, like, keeps her home. Uh, yeah. the big thing was that Mindy's bed was made. So, Mindy never made her bed. So, like, same girl, I <laughs> same. feel that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my mother, I'm 29 years old, and my mother still yells at me for that. And I'm like, literally, I'm never going to make my bed. Like, I'm, I'm never going to do it. It's just it. gonna get messed up in 12 hours anyway. So, like, who is seeing it? Right? Like... <laughs> Who cares? I don't even see it most days, you know? <laughs> it doesn't matter. So, yeah, Jerry was just like, this is weird. Mindy never makes her bed. In the- Something must be afoot. Yeah, yeah, and the bed is made. So, weird. <laughs> that would be a good indicator for us as well. If you come into our homes and yeah. our, our beds are made, we're probably dead. Yeah, we're murdered somewhere. It's not a good sign. 
Um, so there was also a four-digit number found in the home written on a piece of paper. Police believed this was her bank pin number. Um, so it didn't look like the place was robbed, so the police just started looking at people closest to Mindy. So they started out with Robert. They call, they usually call him just Bob, so her on-again, off-again boyfriend. Um, so as I said before, Mindy and Bob dated off and on, but mm-hmm. when they weren't dating, they were still, like, extremely, like, close friends. Um, there was no hostility between them at all. However, in Mindy's will, everything was kind of, like, left to Bob, like, our house, her estate, like, everything. Um, so, because she, d- she had a brother, but she wow. wasn't close with him, so she really had no one else except Bob. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, at the time, police made him suspect number one, which is, yeah. Um, however, Bob had a pretty solid alibi, so he was working in another part of Alaska, about an hour plane ride away from Anchorage. Um, so Bob gave the detective all the info from where he was staying, so his receipts, his hotel, where, and everything like that, and his work confirmed it. I don't so he had a it. pretty solid alibi. So he was. <laughs> oh, just wait, just you wait. Um, so police only had two things to go off of. So they put out a report for her car, um, and they decided to check the banks. Yeah. That, um, cause they found that, that digit, that pin number. So they're like, yeah, she took money and like left. Left. Do you hear him? Is that cry or is that literally just yell? I don't. I don't it literally know. just sounds like yell. It doesn't sound like there's any like, like ah. <laughs> someone found their vocal cords. <laughs> He's overtired. He's going through, like, a phase. <laughs> oh, good. It's not just a phase, Mom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> little emo sleep. kid. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, they were going to check the banks. So, as there was, like, bank statements scattered in one of the rooms of her home. So, when they did this, they found out there was two cash, cash withdrawals from Mindy's account the day she went missing. Um, these two banks were close to her home, and the times were weird. They were between 2 and 4 a.m. So immediately, oh. like, red flags, yeah. Yeah. So now the fraud unit in the police department decided to reach out to the FBI to have them get the photos from the banks uh, to see who withdrew money. So I guess, like, the police department only have a certain amount of access to that, so they had to get the FBI involved. Interesting. Yeah. So the police got the photos from the bank, and it was very obvious that it was not Mindy making these withdrawals. <laughs> was it Bob? It was not Bob. Fuck. (laughs) The picture was of a young white male. He was wearing a baseball cap and a bandana. They weren't able to get a full face photo, but because it like cut off from like his eyes up pretty much. Um, But he's stupid camera. (laughs) Right. Like, what's the point on even having this camera? (laughs) But when he did approach the the ATM, um, he did pull down the bandana in one of the photos. But that again, it's just like kind of like the nose and below. Yeah. So it's great. A++ work there, bank. <laughs> um, so the detective decided to show that that photo, that still, uh, to friends and, um, like, Bob. I consider Bob the family. Friends and Bob. <laughs> friends and Bob. <laughs> um, because at this point, they assumed the person they that was withdrawing this money happened to know Mindy. However, it was a dead end. No one recognized this person, and everyone was pretty upset about it. So now Jolene Godin, she's a special agent with the FBI. She was also looking into the case at this point, and they were leaning towards homicide. Um, Anchorage, Alaska is one of the top places for domestic abuse and homicides, and the place is, like, fucking huge, so I'm not surprised uh, the FBI started looking into this case so quickly. Um, I'm pretty sure Mindy was only missing for, like, three days by the time the FBI FBI got got involved. involved. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. 
So, as I said, Mindy's neighborhood was extremely quiet. However, the FBI agent um, started looking at, like, the neighbors and, like, speaking to the neighbors if there's anything weird. Um, Mostly all of them pointed to one home particular on the street. This home was right beside Mindy's. Um, It was, like, her house and it was to the left of her house. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the people living there were a constant issue and had, like, a lot of young teens coming in and out of the home. There was a lot of parties. It was just, like, a pretty much a party house. Yeah. Um, it was almost impossible to get information from the people in that home. Um, uh, beside me, what did I write? Okay, so it was almost impossible to get the information from the people in that home. Um, the cops were there about four or five times before the people even answered the door. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and they were never able to give a direct answer on who actually lives in the home. Like they had like people, like people would live there for like a week and then leave. They all like, just squatting. Yeah, I guess so. So now Detective Pam interviewed the home that is on the other side of this problem home. And a woman that lives there told her that a guy named Joshua Wade lived at the home. So they managed to get most of the names from this house. But this is the one name that they weren't able to get until this neighbor was like, Joshua Wade lives there. Both Detective Pam and Detective Jolene were like, fuck, are you kidding me? They knew him? Yeah, so trust me, you guys, you all are about to get really fucking pissed off because I'm, oh, no. I'm so mad about this case. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm so, scared. So we're going to backtrack to September 2000, so seven years prior to Mindy disappearing. Police received a phone call that a woman's body was found in an abandoned shack. The woman was covered in um, blood with majority of her injury being towards her head. Uh, police also believe she was a se- uh, sexually assaulted. Um, so this is going to get a bit graphic, like, real quick, but one of the police officers described her head injury to a bag of melted ice. Oh. They believe she was beaten with a rock on her head. Oh. Yeah. So, I, I did a warning. It was there. <laughs> I did me. a warning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so police were able to identify her through fingerprints, and they found out it was Della Brown. She was 33 at the time of her murder. Uh, the crime scene was extremely contaminated, so this sh- this shack was used as a place for, like, people to squat. Um, also, people went there to, like, drink, and it was kind of like a little party place. Yeah. I feel like Everyone has town- one of those, yeah. I think every town has one. Yeah. Um, there was semen found in Della uh, Brown's body, um, but they were never able to match it to anybody. So on September 13th, two young men went to the police station and gave statements saying they knew who killed Della Brown because at this point it was all over the news. Yeah. Um, Both men said on September 1st they were at their friends when a guy showed up and this guy name was Josh. Uh, Josh showed up and started bragging about killing a woman with a rock. He was also covered in blood when he was saying this. So it like just happened at that point. And like no one was like alarmed no so okay it's just casual he okay. said to these guys he found a woman passed out in the middle of the road so he picked her up raped her and then killed her at first the guys were like huh, right yeah okay and then josh realized these guys didn't believe him so he took them to the shack to show them oh my god yeah these guys told the cops where this guy lived and they all knew um like knew all they knew about him was his first name was josh that's all they knew yeah and where he lived so the cops found the trailer he lived at with his dad and then found out this guy's name was joshua wade of course yeah i don't want to put too much light onto joshua's life he grew up like pretty rough um and was in trouble a lot but that's it some pieces of shit don't deserve more than that (laughs) that. so he's just an asshole that's all everyone needs to know about him 
Um, so police gathered their evidence and arrested Joshua Wade for the murder of Della Brown. Um, so it was very fucking obvious that he did it. And he was yeah, I mean, he, he literally said he did it. He literally said he did it. Yeah. <laughs> so the defense basically said that Josh was just bragging to his friends and he didn't actually do it. He just wanted to seem like this big shot. Um, they also went through those witness statements and the two men who said Josh did it also had a criminal background. So they basically made it seem like they were unreliable. Um, at the time, his DNA was not found in the shack. Uh, the crime scene was pretty contaminated, as I said, because of the foot traffic. Um, apparently, people went to go view the body of like Della before it was even reported to the cops. So, That's awful. That poor very, woman. Yeah, very contaminated. Um, so this trial lasted about three months, and a jury of 12 found Joshua Wade not guilty of murder. <sighs> yeah. However, he was found guilty of tampering with evidence and was sentenced to six and a half years, but only served four. Fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you need to watch, like, the, you just need to watch, like, the news videos of this guy, because he's a fucking punk. He is, he is a big, big <sighs> anger issue. Yeah. But like he's a fucking piece of work. Like the, every The name sounds familiar. Was it a was it like a big case? It was huge in Alaska, yeah. in Alaska, yeah. It sounds familiar. I was watching an episode so I was watching um Cold Blood Alaska on Discovery Plus. Oh. And it was one of those episodes. Right. Yeah. I went um, on a chopped binge last night. <laughs> did you actually? <laughs> Just watching him in these videos. Some of them just have that like vibe, mm. you know what I mean? Like it's they, it's they so look weird. arrogant almost. Yeah, like he'll be wa- he'll walk around like the corner with handcuffs and he'll like try to make like the cameras flinch. Like he'll try to like punch the people. Oh, and I'm like, I hate that. Punk. Like get out he of probably here. thinks he looks so cool. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so now fast forward back to 2007 and Mindy being missing and now Joshua Wade living beside Mindy. On August 9th, Mindy's car was found in the parking lot by the Ted Stevens Anchorage International Airport. The cameras caught a car, the car being parked, a young white male getting out of the car. Um, what looks like this this person wiping the outside of the car and then leaves the parking lot without the car. Fingerprints. Yep. So the video footage is like really grainy, so it's hard to actually see who it is. Um, but it resembles the person they found in the bank photos. So police went to check the car, thinking she might be in the trunk, but wasn't. It was just, like, her suitcases. Mm-hmm. In the car, they found her purse, wallet, and keys, but no debit card. So the FBI and police are still working together at this point, and the FBI offered to use human scent trailing dogs. This is where it gets kind of cool. So they did, and they got, like, this huge lead. Um, the dog. So they started at one of the banks at first. So they started at the first bank. It mm-hmm. was, like, a Wells Fargo. Um, and then it trailed all the way back to Mindy's home around the fence and to the side door of the house to the left of Mindy's home, which was where Josh was living. Oh my God. Yeah. So they went, they also, then they did another trail from when they went to the second bank and same thing trailed back to Joshua's home. And then again, from the airport, the dogs took the scent all the way back to Josh's. So like, good job, doggos. Good dogs. Right? I think that's so cool that they can do that. And then right. there's my dog that can't like breathe and walk at the same time. Right. Like, <laughs> and these like these trail these are like they're not like hunting dogs. The police were saying these are like specially trained. They lock onto one scent, like one human scent, that's and that's what they keep that in their bodies for like up to like three months. It's dogs insane. are insane. Dogs are great. Um, so the cops got a search warrant for Joshua's house. Apparently the house... <laughs> I love, though, 
in like nine out of ten of our episodes we're like fuck the cops but like the cop dogs yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> well they're Sorry. doing the jobs the cops don't do so I exactly mean... <laughs> they're good at it yeah can you imagine just like going around a corner and seeing like this cop like on the ground like sniffing around you're just like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god they had cutbacks they couldn't afford dogs <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay so the cops got a search warrant for wade's home apparently the house was a fucking wreck except i can imagine except for josh's room apparently his room was hella clean and neat and tidy which takes us back to when the cops first arrived at mindy's to find the bed made which she never did yeah in his room they found the same jacket that was seen on the photo of the guy in the bank inside the jacket was an atm receipt uh, so the news had put out a photo um, from the bank and two of Josh's ex-girlfriends called the police saying it was him. Um, one of these exes said that one night she picked Josh up and Josh asked her to drive through his neighborhood. Uh, before they drove uh, down his street, he got out of the car and hit a handgun. He also left his backpack in her car for some weird reason. Uh, so the police found a phone in this backpack and on the phone was a photo of someone holding a handgun, but the photo was clearly taken in Joshua's room. Also, the four-digit number that was found in Mindy's home was written in this cell phone. So. God damn it. Yeah. So police are on the search to find Josh at this point. They even put out, like, huge billboards with his ugly mug on them. <laughs> uh, he knew I'm losing my voice so bad. Oh, my God. There it goes. <laughs> you got this we're so close we're so close you guys so josh knew they were after him at this point obviously on september 2nd josh josh's ex called the cops to say josh is currently outside um her apartment asking to come in but she isn't letting him in um so she obviously called the cops because she's smart Um, so cops show up and josh ends up bursting into his ex-girlfriend's apartment and it turns into like a hostage situation um, but they end up, like, getting Josh on the phone and negotiating, and they end up getting him out, like, getting his, like, cowardly ass to walk out of the apartment. <laughs> so Tail between the legs. Yeah. So, thankfully, no innocent people were harmed. At this point, however, they still don't know where Mindy is, so they haven't found her body. Yeah. Um, so, they arrested Josh on two counts of bank fraud, aggravated identity theft, and access device fraud. Aggravated identity theft. Yeah. I didn't know that that was a thing. Apparently, it's a thing. <laughs> and then access device fraud. So, that's... Um, basically you use a debit card that's not yours and you don't have permission to do so. Um, so during his interrogation, um, he was read out the charges and this, um, guy, the detective explained, uh, he wasn't like, he explained what the last one, the access device fraud was, um, to Josh because he was like, what is that? And so the, the detective says he wasn't given permission to use Mindy's card and Josh has the nerve to go and say, you assume this. Oh God yeah and so i would have hit detective- him in the face <laughs> Fuck, right this makes me so mad and so the detective went um into the way making it seem like mindy was like alive and they were talking to her and said and i quote we talked to mindy and josh responds with um and i quote what did you just say and the detective repeats himself and he go and josh goes and i quote are you guys trying to play games with me man and Ew. then he starts smirking Ew, i don't like him i, I can't he, even uh, if you see a picture of him, Holly, ugh, explains so much. So on September 13, Alaska state troopers found the body of Mindy Slos 
Uh, she was found in the forest about 30 minutes from Anchorage. The evidence shows she died in that location and she was shot execution style. That's awful. Um, she was on her, yeah, she was, she was on her knees and shot in the back of the head. Uh, there was a bullet casing found at the crime scene and it matched the gun found in the photo um, in the cell phone of Joshua's bag. The car, Mindy's car, was also swabbed for DNA and they got um, Josh's DNA from the gear shift and steering wheel. But yeah, wiped on the outside of the yeah. <laughs> He's like not the smartest, so he leaves his backpack with his phone. Uh, yeah. is gone. He's really stupid. Uh, He's really stupid. You know what I mean? Like wipes the, yeah. f- takes his bandana off. Like right. So the sack of shit was arrested, and at this point, the death penalty was just like hanging above him. Like that's what they were going for. Pun and, intended. <laughs> pun intended. Um, to avoid being killed, he admitted to killing Mindy Slos but also admitted to killing and murdering Della Brown as well. He was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole. Was he charged with both? He's charged with both. Good. Yeah. So that the thing that pisses me off the most is they had him for Della yeah. Brown's murder. Bro, he made it to court. And the jury was like, you know what? Nah. Maybe he didn't. I hope Maybe. every member of that jury feels like crap. Yeah, I do. because if they fucking booked him for that, Mindy would still be alive. Yeah. My girl Mindy, who I am attached to at this point. I just want to go pick blueberries. <laughs> I just want to pick blueberries with Mindy. <laughs> yeah. And so, and get this. After he admitted, so, or sorry, after he um, got charged, uh, he admitted to killing three more people. Oh, wow. He, yeah. So, he admitted this so he could serve his federal time first before his state time. Uh, so, he said he killed one man the same night he killed Della Brown. This man is unidentified. Um, so there's no hard evidence to say he actually killed these, like, three other men. Some people think he just said it to move to a federal prison, but either way, this waste of human skin is currently serving his time in a maximum security prison in Waymart, Pennsylvania. Apparently, prison officials say he spends most of his time in solitary confinement because he's such a fucking nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> And people say he's like a serial killer, but I really think he's just, he kills out of anger. Like he yeah. very, very much has a big anger issue. And you can yeah. see from these videos, he was just like a ticking time bomb. So I don't want to say like his kills were planned out. He was like, he's one, he's too fucking stupid to be a serial killer. <laughs> like too stupid. Like way too stupid. Way too stupid. I, I think he might be lying about the others, to be honest. Yeah. Unless they like, did they find like evidence? Nope. So I think he's lying. I think he's one of those guys that like likes the attention from mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like just I, I have not seen anything from this case and I'm picturing just like very arrogant, very like holier than thou. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Like, he just wants to look tough. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. I don't think the other ones are true, to be honest. He's, he's a fucking waste of human flesh. I don't like him already. No. I'm going to read about this when we log off because I want to see the videos. You have to go look at the videos. I'm going to show you a picture of his stupid fucking face. His stupid fucking face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's ex- exactly. What- I was picturing blonde, maybe. Mm-hmm. But other than that, that's yeah. exactly what I was picturing. You have to, like, watch the the news clippings of him, though, because it's it's just nuts. It's I'm going to. nuts. He reminds me of, like, the kid in high school who, like, the teacher would be like, be quiet, and then he'd be like, or what? You know what I mean? Like, the the fucking class douchebag kind of thing. Oh, my God, I dated that class douchebag. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) My ex stabbed a 
uh, oh. supply teacher in the hand with a pencil. Oh, so. wow. Great. I'm surprised he hasn't <laughs> killed anybody yet. So, I mean, like... Yeah, there's still yeah. time. Yeah, they're still alive, <laughs> so... But, yeah, that's the murder of Mindy. I hate him. Yeah. Can you Poor just, Mindy. If they've just fucking booked him for Della Brown's murder, which he obviously fucking did. It's just, like, it's the fact that he admitted to it, to his, like, he said out loud, I killed a random woman. And they were like, yeah. you know, I don't know if he killed this random woman. Yeah. Like, There's another report. I didn't rely heavily on this because it was, like, just a random website. It wasn't, like, news article or anything like that, where they said that the witnesses were, like, in a car with Josh, and they pulled, they were driving down the street, and Della Bram was, like, passed out in the middle of the road, because she she did have, like, an alcohol problem uh, and stuff like that, and so she was... I was just, wondering what she was doing in the road, to be honest. Yeah, she, she just passed out. Her um, shirt tail Charlie. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, and they were, like, in the car together, and at first, Josh was, like, run, run her over, and the guys were just, like, no... And Ew. then he's like, well, stop. I'm going to get out. I'll get her and move her to the side. So they moved her. They helped move her out of the road. And then they left. And then Josh went back. And he kept going back and forth, like, all night. And then at one point, he just showed up with blood all over him. Ew. Yeah. Like, what did you and I would do if I saw someone lying in the middle of the road? Call an ambulance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like ew. I hate him. Yeah. So... Well, yeah. good job. You successfully pissed me off. <laughs> Yay. I'm glad. <laughs> this was fun. I like doing this. Nice switcheroo once in a while. A little switcheroo. A little role reversal. <laughs> I promise I won't get sick, so we'll have another episode the week after, too. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Because my voice is, like, already going, but... Yeah. You have you have a week to recover. I believe in you. You've oh, got yeah. this. I just won't talk. It'll be great. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for being patient. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this. We enjoyed it. Yeah. We enjoy you. <laughs> Come hang out with us. Uh, we have Instagram. It's a spooky hour podcast. We have Twitter, it's Spooky Hour, and you can email us, the Spooky Hour Podcast, 666 at gmail.com. That's it. Oh, that was all in one <laughs> breath. Wow. <laughs> High five. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and stay spooky. Stay spooky, friends. Mm-hmm.